0: In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Presents are a big deal at Christmas, whether it's the new Rapunzel Barbie or the iPad. But I think the best present, and you can ask any parent or grandparent, the best present at Christmas is actually being present, mainly because Christmas is supposed to be another opportunity for the entire family to be together. And when everyone is together, when your cousins from out west come here, or your brothers and sisters from out east come here, and everyone is together in love, it's the best. It's complete joy. And if you experience this moment, I think there's a part in each one of us that wishes that we could just stay there in that moment, because we know that this is the way life is supposed to be. However, not everyone has experienced this kind of joy. In fact, Christmas is the time when you'd rather not be with family. Being present can be good, it can be comforting, but it can also be bad or, should I say, challenging. It's bad because families are in conflict, whether it's something important like betrayal or maybe something not so important like your Aunt Edna who still pinches your cheeks and thinks you're a kid, even though you're 34 married with two kids. <laughs> Christmas can also be bad when family is just absent. It could be because of death. could be because of the military. could be because of their job, or worst of all, it could be because they just choose to be absent. For whatever reason Christmas is bad, I know there's an echo in each one of us crying out saying this is not the way it's supposed to be. And what many of us don't realize is that God today at Christmas knows what that's like and then actually does something about it. In the Gospel reading, we see that God the Son is present. But sadly, the world did not know him. He was in the world, but the world did not know him. He shows up, but none of his extended family is there to celebrate him coming. By choice or circumstance, his people live like God was absent from their lives, or perhaps they lived in conflict with him. Maybe they were mad at him. Or perhaps the opposite. Maybe they thought he was mad at them. The thing is, though, God the Son, rather than resigning himself to this situation, keeping the absence, whether it be physically, emotionally, or spiritually, God the Son presents himself in the flesh. So rather than avoiding all of the Aunt Edna's, he seeks them out. <coughs> he seeks them out in the flesh so that we can hold God. And he seeks them out with a name so you can call on him. The name Jesus. Now, Jesus isn't like your Uncle Louis, and maybe you don't have an Uncle Louis, but I'm sure everybody has an uncle like this. Who shows up to the Christmas dinner complaining? Could be about some physical ailment or how his pension doesn't cover his expenses, or he could just be complaining because you don't see him enough. See, Jesus shows up with life and light, grace and truth. And the thing is, is that Jesus in the flesh, incarnate, shows up to give life according to Abundance. Grace upon grace. He's not interested in taking from you, but he's rather interested in giving. I mean, it's Christmas, right? Perhaps this is why the Son of God came as a baby. Because when baby shows up, when a baby shows up, they're full of life. And they have this uncanny ability of drawing people together. Babies bring a double dose of life. This is why new parents are so tired. It's hard to keep up with them. They wake up in the middle of the night ready to go, or when they get a little older, they wake up too early. And of course, when they become toddlers, well, forget about it. When babies are present, you know that life is lived of course, who can resist a baby? If anybody's hung out with a new mom, you know what this is like, because all the Uncle Louis and Aunt Edna's of the family show up ready to see the baby. Or if you go to the grocery store, you have to be a bodyguard just to fight off the strangers who want to see the new baby. Jesus is present today full of grace and life. And not just any grace in life, but abundant grace in life. So if a baby brings a double dose of life, then Jesus brings an eternal dose of life. And if a baby draws strangers in the grocery store together, then Jesus draws the entire world together. Now, being present that brings an abundant life that draws people together is challenging. But it is comforting. The challenge that Jesus brings is that we can't stay absent. You know, like all children, Jesus presents himself to us ready to be picked up. He is there ready to love you and to be loved. And of course this means you know more than twice a year once that moment happens, once you gaze into the eyes of Christ and he looks at you, you there together with Jesus, that is the moment your life is transformed. And that is the moment when the presence of Jesus comforts you. See, even though you've only been here twice a year, the baby Jesus is still presenting himself and he's still there pulling on your pant leg saying, up, up, he is still present, ready to be picked up and called on by you, so that you can actually join with him in seeing what life is really like, seeing and experience life through his eyes, the life according to abundance, according to grace and truth, life in light. And then seeing life according to abundance, comforts even those of us who have been absent because of conflict or sadness or just simple laziness. In Jesus Christ, people are drawn together and joy overflows and life is lived. And Jesus does this here in the church. This is the house where the family is drawn together. To see this new life this new life this new baby now sure some of us here at the church are actually the uncle louis but that's okay you might be the aunt edna of the church family but that's okay too and sure some of us might be maybe the absent person who doesn't play with the new baby but don't don't worry that's okay And I'm sure some of us actually stay away because of Uncle Louie's and Aunt Edna's. The thing is, though, things are different today. Because Jesus is still presenting himself to everyone. Because that's how grace works. So wherever you fit in the family of God, today we see that we're all here primarily because of Jesus. And, and once we see him, his abundant joy in his life spills out and over into our life. And when we are filled with his life, everyone has something now in common. Something we can all love together. And something we can talk about together. And once we begin to talk about and love Jesus together, all we need to do is look around and experience that Jesus did it. He brought the family together this Christmas. We'll see and experience what Jesus did to the tragedy of Christmas. See, his being present actually brings the family together. Jesus Christ, God the Son, who showed up present in the flesh today, is the greatest greatest present. Because he's the one who transforms the things that keep us apart, that keep us absent from one another. And now because of Jesus' presence among us, we've experienced that joy that I talked about in the beginning of the sermon. But the great thing is is that we actually now can't wait to get together with the family again, and we don't have to wait till next Christmas. The joy of Jesus being present among us means you don't have to wait, because you can experience the life of Christ here at the place where he incarnates himself, at the Lord's Supper. It's every Sunday now in the Lord's Supper where God the Son presents himself into the flesh, in the flesh, to be held and to be called upon by his name. And it's every Sunday in the Lord's Supper where you experience the abundant life of Christ. So, for those of us who are hanging on to our conflicts, I just encourage you to let it go so you can pick up the baby Jesus. Or for those of us who are absent, just come back. Come back into the arms of Jesus, who is still pulling at your pant leg, ready to get you to be with him. And, of course, for all of us, all the Uncle Louis and the Aunt Ednas, enjoy your Christmas. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.